Hello and welcome to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. We also just wanted to let you know that for the time being, we are hosting interviews through video call and would like to apologize in advance for any lack in audio quality. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Elizabeth Lockridge and Ella Vadness. Thank you guys both for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, my pleasure. And they're here to talk to us about being in the AmeriCorps. And I just want a quick note to everybody. This is a a very exciting show for me because, as many of you know, and as I said in our intro, we we are hoping to help students find uh, an idea of what types of careers are out there. And Ella and Elizabeth, as I've mentioned to them, are the youngest guests that we've ever had, recent high school graduates. Which high school did you go to? I went to Wiesbaden High School in Germany, and I went to St. Paul Central High School in Minnesota. Wow. So you guys are both a long way from home. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And it's exciting to have you here today because now we get to hear the other side of the coin, and we want to know how we can help you, and you'll be able to help us help other students by answering our questions. So let's let's kind of get into it. I want to know, first of all, how, how did you guys both get introduced to AmeriCorps? So I actually worked, it's Ella, hello. I worked at a summer camp in a and as a cook and um, AmeriCorps NCCC National Civilian Community Community Corps was doing work at the camp, and my mom pointed them out to me. And then later, when I said, "Hey, mom, I don't want to go to college," she was like, "Why don't you go do this program where you'll do work in a bunch of different places and uh, meet a bunch of cool people and get experience?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "That sounds great." Yeah, my situation was pretty similar to Ella's. I'd never met an AmeriCorps team. But I knew I didn't really want to go to college right after high school. And my dad told me this program, AmeriCorps, and the program that we're involved in, in C is a specific part of AmeriCorps. And I just fell in love with the program and I applied and I got in, which is great. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Most, most people who apply do get in, which is very reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good to know. And so how long have you been a part of AmeriCorps? So... The AmeriCorps for NCCC, there are different time lengths that you can, uh, it lasts for 10 months normally, and not under COVID, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. and you start at different times, and we started in October, mm-hmm. and so we got to campus on October 9th, mm-hmm. and technically we're still a part of NCCC, but because of the pandemic, we're at home right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, can let's take yeah. it back a little bit actually let's tell everyone what what is americorps exactly americorps and triple c is a 10-month program for 18 to 24 year olds where you do service work around the united states we're in the pacific region so we're all along the western states and you just do service work for 10 months and this can be infrastructure environmental work educational work, basically uh, like a huge range of just for different service projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go, so you get a team and you do training for a month on a campus. There's four campuses. And then you go live in a location with a sponsor who pays for your housing or provides housing. 
And then um, you have a site supervisor who helps you on your work site. And we worked at Habitat for Humanity in Kalispell, Montana. And then we also worked um, Santa Cruz County Parks and Rec. And other people have worked in schools and with the Boys and Girls Club and just the rebuilding trails, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about those experiences, maybe the rebuilding trails. I, I, I want to know what, what a, a day in the life is like or what are you guys doing in one week-long project or something? (laughs) I would say the two projects that we had were similar, but also in extraordinarily different. So in Montana, uh, we were working with Habitat for Humanity. So we were building these houses in Lakeside and in Kalispell. Um, Those are two towns up there. Yeah. Okay. And so we would go, we would wake up, um, we all lived in a, um, a conference room in this mall with cubicle walls, which was really funny. And we'd all wake up, get dressed, you know, go to work for eight hours, come back and then like relax. Um, and in Montana, it was it was one project that we had the whole time and basically like two or three sites that we visited. And then when we went to Santa Cruz, we had over 20 different sites because we were doing environmental work. So we would go and remove invasive species there and do trail building and habitat restoration. And then we would go on to the next site. So projects in Santa Cruz could last from one day to a week. A few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But along with working, uh, we work eight hour days. Transportation gets included into that if transportation is more than an hour Mm -hmm. from the work site to your housing. So sometimes it was you were gone from the house for more like almost nine hours. But we also had to do our laundry. We had our chores. So like cooking, we cooked for the team and every team kind of does it differently. But our team, two people cooked. And then some two people would clean up after them. And then you had your chores that you did around the house. And then we would do laundry. And then we had activities that we had to do as a team. Um, So those were like SLI. Service learning initiatives. Yeah, SLI. So we would have to like kind of do team bonding skills. Mm -hmm. And so those, uh, we had like, they were meetings that weren't totally mandatory, but they were a part of your life and that became kind of mandatory yeah yeah wow so this so is, you get home sorry uh, sorry this i'm just trying to make sure i understand how your americorps experience works it sounds like they they put you through this living experience they give you they give you work right you have a you mm-hmm. have a job you have stuff to do you have responsibilities around your home mm-hmm. do they are you provided housing as well yeah our sponsor so americorps and triple c sets up teams with sponsors and then sponsors provide housing and our housing in Kalispell, Montana was in this um, conference conference room, room, like Liz said. Mm -hmm. And then in Santa Cruz, we lived in a county park and our housing was in a house in the uh, county park provided by Parks and Rec. And then um, NCCC also gives us a food budget. So that's how we pay for food. Mm -hmm. And then they pay for gas for our cars because we have uh, 15 passenger vehicles that we use to get around. Uh, They pay for laundry too. We get a budget for that. And we also get a living stipend, which is about $11 a day, which is what we can use for whatever we need, like bills that you have specifically or things that you would like Mm -hmm. to buy. Yes. So you don't really uh, get a paycheck. Yeah, but, it's not it's not a paycheck. <laughs> but also we um you get you get a lot of other stuff from it. Like you get so much experience, uh, mm-hmm. friends. Like I actually 
when we had to go home because of pandemic, I came home with Liz. And um, so you get friendship and then um, so many different opportunities, like you can make a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our teammates made a connection with our site supervisor's um, husband. And hopefully that'll help her kind of with like what she wants to do in grad school and later on in life. Yeah. And um, also, we never would have lived where we lived if we had been um, renting off of a salary. We lived in this beautiful house. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) All right. Awesome. I want to go back to something you guys mentioned earlier, which caught me off guard. And I think it's kind of amazing is that you were both fairly confident that you didn't want to go right to college. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Can you... I'll sort of elaborate on that. It, what? Why not? I mean, uh, please, please don't take this "why not" question as a "why not go to college." No, no, no. A, a common, a common theme on this show has been these professionals, heavy in their career, wanting to tell students that it's okay to to take a break from school and not go right from high school to college. And so that's why I think it's amazing that you guys did both make that decision at a young age. And so I want to know why. I want to know what was in your head and what you might have been thinking and motivated by. I know for me personally, school is just, it's a lot. (laughs) And I just, I knew I I wanted to graduate high school, of course, but then I just wasn't really sure about what specifically I wanted to do in college. And I really don't like wasting money. So Mm -hmm. I decided I'm not going to waste money and get a degree that I'm not going to use in the future because college is really expensive. And so I was like, why not do this and get work experience, which I wanted and some extra money. And we also get a $6,000 educational award at the end of the year if you complete all your hours, which is also really great for going into college. I, yeah, I personally, actually, similar to Liz, I didn't want to go to college because it costs a lot of money, and I love learning, and um, now that I've been out of school for a while, I want to go back, but I also wanted a break, and I applied to colleges, and I just, my heart wasn't in it, and my mom looked at me, and she was like, Ella, you don't seem like you want to do this, and it costs a lot of money, and I was the cost of taking out loans versus what I would get from college just didn't seem worth it to me. And I think education is really important and I'm definitely going to go to school, but also taking a break and getting a lot of life experience, which most young people don't have just because we're in school our whole lives uh, seemed very valuable Mm -hmm. and like a better choice. Wow. Cool. Thank you guys for that insight. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Elizabeth Lockridge and Ella Vadness and learning about their time in the AmeriCorps. All right. How are you guys doing? You doing okay? Uh, Good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You're doing great. (laughs) Do you want us to go into more specifics about what we did with like our site supervisors or anything? Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I'm not necessarily sure what you mean by how, what a site supervisor is or how you interact with them. So yeah, tell me, tell me about your interactions with the AmeriCorps team and everyone involved there. Yes. So actually, um, when you're, uh, we call it the AmeriCorps bubble. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of 
terms that we forget most people don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, our site supervisor is basically our boss and they're just the person who is at the site or wherever we're working that oversees everything. They're like our manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's teams of nine to 12 and each team has a team leader and they're the person who talks directly with the site supervisor and organizes the tasks that we're doing day to day. Yeah, and then we all live together. And um, so actually we... You get a team, and then once you, when you're on campus doing training, uh, you live with your roommates for a month. But then after that, you live with your team, mm-hmm. and so you live and work twenty four seven with the same people, and you get really close. <laughs> and you meet a yeah. lot of people that are completely different from you. Your personalities are just completely different, but because you you share blood, sweat, and tears, you become friends, and uh, you get really close, and you learn how to work together well, and it's pretty cool. (laughs) It sounds like it so far. What are are some of the most surprising things you've learned since you joined your team? Not necessarily surprising. Well, I guess yes, was just the mental toll this can take on you. Don't get me wrong. This program is everything I could have asked for, and it is definitely the direction I wanted my life to go in right now. But it's, yeah, it definitely uh, takes a toll on you living with the same people, working with the same people, <laughs> and just like being around the same people all the time, like out of nowhere. And so I think it's important to like, this program has taught me a lot about myself too. And like, um, reading when I need to take breaks. And it is, it's fine, because you can totally just go outside and like, just ignore everyone. And no one really cares because everyone needs alone time too Mm -hmm. so everyone on our team at least has been very understanding and just really genuinely nice yeah actually I didn't realize also like Liz said the mental toll it would take just working we had we both of our sites and projects were more manually uh, and physically intensive which is kind of what we wanted because our team really likes manual labor and typically you they want you to work in a lot of different areas but also you might be assigned team or like projects that suit your team better so that's kind of what we got but working in physically demanding conditions was made way more effective on my mind than I realized but it also was amazing because I learned so much like I've never Mm -hmm. worked on a construction site and then I worked on one for six weeks and it's amazing and now I kind of want to work on a construction site for a year to learn more about it but then just going home with the same people and being exhausted together (laughs) it's eye-opening yeah and obviously we all get along because I convinced Ella to come live with me during she said we well when we had to go home for the pandemic I was like none of us wanted to go home yeah none of us did and I was really didn't want to go home and Liz was like hey someone can come home and I was like great I'm not going home (laughs) because I mean we all love our families and we love our friends but um, just being in AmeriCorps and and Triple C is amazing, and you get caught up, mm-hmm. and it provides stability. It gives you work. We're all very work oriented mm-hmm. and motivated. So yeah, it's a very specific, strong bond. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that motivation for you both was sort of already there, and did coming to AmeriCorps help grow that motivation? I know personally, I 
when I'm working in a job, I do have that motivation, but I wasn't sure uh, how I would be able to live with my job being my life. And it was easier than I expected. So there was some growth there and learning just about how I would deal with it. But I think that I already did personally have some of that motivation. Yeah, absolutely. I think that motivation has to be there, at least on a baseline. But I also think because of our amazing site supervisors that we've had and the amazing teammates that we've had and just their raw motivation also helps push you because when everyone else around you is working really hard, you also want to be working really hard. And I mean, there are certainly, there's multiple days where you all just talk about how you don't want to do this and how you're (laughs) tired and how it's repetitive. Yeah. But then it's also, you don't want to leave it. Right. Mm -hmm. You, you guys, as a group, you have ultimate solidarity with each other, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you guys have grown into a family, especially the two of you. And now you live together for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yes. that's, it's really cool. It's really cool to hear this. I mean, yeah. You get assigned teams randomly, so I think we also got very lucky. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Ella Vadness and Elizabeth Lockridge and learning about their time in the AmeriCorps. All right, when you meet someone new and, and they ask, well, what do you do? And you say, I'm, I'm working the AmeriCorps. What is the most common misconception that gives to people? Most people don't know what AmeriCorps is, and even fewer know what national civilian community corps is so oh yeah national civilian community corps yeah and triple c that's the um, branch or the section of americorps okay okay yeah americorps has many different branches there's americorps there's senior corps for people who are 55 and up um there's americorps vista which is more office work there's americorps and triple c which is national civilian community corps which is what we're doing there's FEMA Corps, which is uh, more disaster relief and also a lot of office work. Um, and then there's just so many other Smaller. weird, cool branches that are um, interconnected. Um, for example, we met a lot of people in California who also worked with AmeriCorps, but in like fish estuaries and... Um, State and regional, which mm-hmm. are just like smaller local mm-hmm. areas. Um and then also, I think there's AmeriCorps Conservation Experience, ACE. I'm pretty sure there's just a lot of different branches. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. The most common misconception. Um, sorry, we totally went off from that. <laughs> That's um, all right. I actually, I usually have to explain to people what AmeriCorps and Triple C is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. usually there aren't really misconceptions yeah, because just... most people just don't know what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. If I were to ask a, um, of a recent memorable moment or most memorable moments with your time in AmeriCorps, what, what pops to mind? Let's hear a okay, story. Okay, I have one. Um, so this is actually just a silly little thing, but one of, me, one of my teammates and I, her name is Jill, um, we kind of bonded over food. So one day we eat a lot of sugar and we were like we're gonna stop eating sugar but then I had some cookies and then she also had food but I did or she had like a cupcake or something and I didn't realize this and I ran into the room and I was like Jill I'm so sorry but I ate a bunch of cookies and she was like 
oh my god i cook i eat cupcakes and then we were just like yelling about how we couldn't stick to our sugar regimen or our promise to each other and it was it was hilarious and amazing um i would say my most memorable moment in americorps at this point is when we were about to leave california we heard that we that service was being suspended on a monday i believe and mm -hmm. then by Thursday, no, it was a Tuesday. Oh, by Tuesday. And then by Friday, we were gone. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it was really frantic and rushed and just super chaotic. And Ella and I, <laughs> we had this room, this sunroom that no one used. So we put a bunch of plants in it and we bought jars and stuff from the thrift store. But they were all invasives because we were doing invasive plant removal. And so by the end, we were like, well, we can't put this back in the ground because it's an invasive species and we don't want it to overgrow everything here. And so we had a bonfire and we burned all these invasive <laughs> plants and we all just stood around <laughs> singing songs and like roasting marshmallows. And it was just, it was really great. And it just shown to me how much we've all grown in our friendships and as people. And it was just really nice. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I think an important thing to mention quickly, just along with the friendship that you gain, like the work that we did in Santa Cruz as we were removing invasive species for like four consecutive weeks, at least. And there were so many things that we learned. Like I learned so many different species of plants in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. If I, if you go out with me, I can point out all these plants to you. And I don't know any plants that are, I don't know any Minnesotan natives except for yarrow, which is also native in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And so just like the amount that we learned was incredible. And that's something that also stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. All right. And now how about the opposite end of this What's been some of your least favorite or most stressful moments about the job? Probably like Ella mentioned, pulling plants for four consecutive weeks. <laughs> uh, I remember at some point we were 12 days straight doing the exact same thing about eight hours every day. So that was a lot. <laughs> I would say that was probably the worst moment in Santa Cruz. But also we love the work. And I think if that's the worst, then I can definitely deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I sticking with the same task when it's um just pulling Himalayan blackberry or mm -hmm. English ivy out of the ground is very mind numbing. And it's difficult when you have a repetitive task like that and you're with the same people, it can get very repetitive and hard and it forms a big mental block. Mm -hmm. But being able on the weekends we would go hiking or just lounge around in the sun like my Saturdays for four weeks were dedicated to sunbathing and things like that gave us a great break but those those 12 days were a little those were hard yeah <laughs> yeah I could I literally only imagine that sounds intense <laughs> yeah sometimes it does get really stressful but that is one of the things about the friendships that we made is that yeah. there's people that share the stress and you can you go through it with them yeah definitely i think communication among your team is essential because they're the only people who understand truly what you're going through and they're the people who you can connect with and i just think communication is really important and yeah. that's how i got through a lot of hard times absolutely communication is key in everything um yeah. i have a another question it's regarding do you have any tips or recommendations regarding the application process for getting into AmeriCorps, maybe the essay or, or whatever goes in the application there? 
try your best. <laughs> um, I don't really have any tips or tricks. I, Just, yeah, put your best foot forward. And Most people, I think the percentage is very high. Most people get in. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. When, when, they, I played, I was when they prompt you in, in your... Are you are you given? Did you? Sorry, I guess let me ask you this: What is the application process like? Do you have to write an essay? Yes. Yes. And what um, what prompt do they give you for that essay? I think you can choose a prompt. Okay. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been at least a eight year. months. It's been a year since yeah. five. Yeah. Um, the application process does take a long time. I would say after you submit your application, don't expect a response for like months. Yes. Wow. And okay. don't be too nervous because they have a lot of applications to go through and just a lot of work to do. So don't get too nervous. And there's a lot of steps that you have to take that are kind of... Something that um, I kept telling myself is this is the government. It is not tax. <laughs> it is not. You can't because this is a federally funded program. So it does go through the government. And so you have to just be be um, patient. Patient. Yes. <laughs> uh, I see. I see. There's the, the bureaucrats it has to go through before you're even accepted. Yes. Yes. I there's see. a lot of a lot of that. <laughs> OK. How, how long do you remember how long you each waited to, until you heard back from from this? I I remember I applied yeah. in May because that's when I decided I wasn't going to college. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is all I have. So I hope it works out. And I think I heard back in July. Okay. Mm-hmm. So two or three months. Yeah. I also think I applied in May because I know I hadn't graduated high school yet. And then I heard back in... Oh, geez, I don't know. It was a while. It was probably mm-hmm. July, too. Sure. It, it was, was only, it was a few months. Okay. So it wasn't as long as you wait for college, but it was a while. But it's mm-hmm. not quick. All right, good to know. <clears throat> and now, yeah. now that you've been there for a little while and had some experience, what, what next? Have you, have you been able to give that some thought or, or <laughs> what do you, what do you think? What's in your head there? I was actually laying in bed thinking about the this morning. Um, <laughs> that, I, trust me, it's okay. Me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there. I would like to do other AmeriCorps programs and other service programs because there's a lot out there that people don't talk about and that are not well known. Mm-hmm. And they also provide experience, work, teams much of the same but in different settings and so I want to see if I can do those and I also would like to go to college but I'm not sure how that'll work out as of now. I'm gonna try to do this again next year because I'm just so in love with this program and I just really want to do it for two years in a row and then I probably go to college but I might not and We'll just see how it works out. As if you can't tell, we just kind of go a little bit with the flow and plan things out sometimes. Yes, yeah. we are we are two people who do not have a five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it! That was the next question. No, no, no. That that's good. You guys are are ebb and flow. You're you're going with the groove, and it seems like things are going well for you. What's good though is that you're not just letting things happen. You are seeking out action. You are taking action. And yes. making things happen for yourselves. And that's that's yeah. awesome and incredible. Yeah. I also, I do think that that is something that's very important about this program is that you have to be able to go with the flow. Um, mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. constant changes. There's a lot of requirements. And uh, one of our teammates, she doesn't do well with change. And I know she was struggling with it a lot because you don't find out where you're going for your projects until two weeks before you leave. 
and you don't find out where you're living really till you get there like you find out information but you don't really know what it's like till you're there mm-hmm. and then um in Santa Cruz our project sites like uh where we worked changed quite frequently mm-hmm. and you just work with a lot of people so being able to go with whatever is happening is important and but also being able to work and have structure is important so it's kind of a weird balance between mm-hmm. the two all right, guys. Well, we're running low on time, so I'm going to go with our, our last question here. What would you like our listeners to know about you, AmeriCorps, or any advice that you have from going through this? Look at every opportunity you can, and it really doesn't matter what you do so long as you're happy and have a sense of stability in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just about to say something <laughs> along the same lines. Yeah, there's not one path to your future. I think there's so many different paths and there's not one right one. And I think whatever you choose is your choice. (laughs) It really depends on your mind space and not what you're doing. Wonderful. Thank you guys both so much. I'm I'm excited for your futures. I think you guys have good heads on your shoulders and, and you're going the right place. So thank you for being on our show today. Yes, thank, thank you, you for ha- yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with your host, Jacob Sheckman, and our show, What to Be, with today's guests, Ella and Elizabeth. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Or visit our website at yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thank you and see you next time.